2: Welcome everybody to Extra the Podcast. I'm Melvin Robert. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a great episode for you today. First, Dakota Johnson made the leap into the world of Marvel for her latest film, Madam Web. The star shares why she was initially a little nervous to take on the role. Then, Destiny's child, Kelly Rowland, stars in the sexy and steamy new movie Mea Culpa produced by Tyler Perry. The leading lady reveals how she and co-star Trevante Rhodes pulled off their insane on-screen chemistry after just meeting each other. Plus, Tony Robbins shares some of the greatest secrets to getting rich from his new book, The Holy Grail of Investing. But we do begin with the Oscars. They are just weeks away. But before the big show, all the nominees get together for the annual Oscar nominee luncheon. Extra catches up with Bradley Cooper and Kerry Mulligan at the event, and the pair who both received nods for their film Maestro talk about who will accompany them on the big night.
3: Good to see you. Yeah, a pleasure. It's pleasure. Hi. Good to hey. see. You. Come on in. Hi. I remember talking to you in Toronto, right at the start of all your, everything that was so special. Congrats on this.
4: Thank
3: you. You guys look cool in the glasses, but thanks for taking them out. Sure, sure. Congrats. Talk about, first of all, the lunch and experiencing all this together and what that was like for you upstairs.
5: The the coolest thing is seeing all of the people that we got to work with up there. And and, uh, it was was very emotional for me to watch Steven walk up there and that he believed in us. It was pretty
3: awesome. Well, that's just how emotional and special this whole thing has been from day one, since you signing on when you decided to do this. The whole thing looks like it's been a special Project.
5: it's interesting you know he sort of uh, wrapped himself in love uh what he exuded Lenny in so many ways and it felt like that that was our banner for the whole film just joy joy mm. every day was joyous mm. it was uh, i've never had such a joyous experience on a movie yeah. ever
4: no. and from start to finish the whole thing has been a span of like almost six years yeah. you know and uh to have had that much pleasure from I one know. job for so long is really amazing.
3: And to be acknowledged for that joy, oh, for man. that pleasure, to be able to then just share it and have more yeah. people see the film because of it, it just you know, they say icing, but it's, it's more than that. It's what,
5: you yeah, know. I mean, you, the, the truth is, though, that the, the experience I'll walk away from is the living of the movie, and then the benefit is that, and is the reason why one does it, is that hopefully it connects with people. So when we have people come up to us and talk about that they've seen it and they felt something or connect to it, I mean, that's, uh, it's beyond gratifying. You know, There's a love
3: story at the heart of this, a lot of people go into this not knowing that love story is going to be such a heart of the film. It must be nice to kind of like, oh, wow, that's what this is about, that's so special, and
5: I mean hopefully if they feel that way <laughs> or they're like what the F is this yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah. I think they do I think they do and sharing this the season you guys were in Santa Barbara together and having Brad there for you and everyone showing that speech has so much fun what was that like to have him there and all those jokes and- I, I,
5: you know I, I held his you know he, he owed me <laughs> so I, I, I you know I put that when he pulled that shit, you know so i
4: like, did never met him before and, um, and I walked into me. the green room and he was in there and I didn't I didn't know how to talk to him so I didn't I just sort of, and then we were in our seats and he was sat in the seat behind me, but I didn't know that he was. And then I felt this tap on my shoulder and I turned around and it was him and he went, hey, Gary, and I went, oh God, Brad Pitt. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah.
5: Cool. So he's Yeah.
3: And a night like that where he can make jokes about football and things like that and you have people just laugh along with, uh, with the honor. It was kind of nice. Oh yeah, he's amazing. That yeah. Yeah. meant a lot to me that oh. Gary and Brad both came. What would it mean to walk away with trophies for this one? Have you two let yourself think to that night what that would mean for this project?
5: I, honestly, being here is what matters, you know, and uh, the fact that we're even able to be in this photograph today—it's everything. That's it.
3: Yeah, and, and you directed this movie, and Brad joked about that. But all jokes aside, you've made it a beautiful film and a wonderful film. How gratifying is it knowing that this movie is going to stand test the test of time and live on? And people are really saying amazing things about both your work and the film itself.
5: Who knows what's going to happen, you know, about that. Whether it will be a last, um, but I, we love the movie, and that's all you can do is try to set out. To do what you set out to do, and um, we we're all so proud of it.
4: Yeah, and I think when you look at your, you, know, you think about the films that you've made. There are some that just are that you will always be really important to you, you know, and regardless of how they're received. Yeah. This is one that I'm like. This is one of my really important, special precious jobs.
3: That should be lastly, who are you Not both bringing? The best, be Like, one,
4: <laughs> like yeah. one of them, like the yeah. four, mm, seven. It's
3: coasting, it's you coasting in there. You've made eight, Yeah. Two films this year alone that were both great, so there you go. Thank you. And lastly, who are you both taking? Have you thought about that? You, yeah, uh, I'm gonna take my mother. Very excited. I'm
4: gonna take my husband. Perfect,
3: perfect. Yeah. Well, congrats to both
5: of
4: you. Yeah. Thanks, you. Real pleasure, see real pleasure. Good to see you,
6: enjoy. Yes. Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the
2: most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out Maestro, streaming now on Netflix. None of this. Dakota Johnson spun quite the web in a sheer chain metal dress at the premiere of her new movie Madam Web, where she plays a paramedic who develops the power to see the future. Dakota explains why she still can't believe she's now part of the Marvel universe. First off, Madam Web but the fashion tonight. What are we wearing? You
7: look gorgeous. I'm
8: wearing Gucci. I love it. I love
7: Beautiful. it. The fans you look are warm. I would take this off and give it to you right now.
8: Do it. (laughs) I will. The fans are clearly
7: cheering your name. They're excited to see you. They're excited to see this movie. Dakota, you're finally in your superhero era. Are you pinching yourself?
8: Yeah, I mean, it's so exciting and fun, and I feel so proud to be a part of this film and a part of a new kind of a superhero film it's really fun
7: So good I read that you almost said no to this role that you didn't think you had what it take to be a superhero what was it about mountain Webb? Well, They changed her mind. Yeah,
8: that's a big one. Um, I never really saw myself in a superhero film and I, um, I don't know, I spoke with SJ, the director, a lot about how I could pull it off and I really wanted to make sure that my character was really grounded and complex and had a real personality. Um, And I really at the end of the day, I loved that it was a young woman whose superpower was her mind. And that to me was an interesting and inspiring thing.
7: I was going to say the fact other than the fact that a female is leading this film, which is great by itself, you're not relying on actual superpowers. You're relying on yourself, which is even better, right?
8: Yeah, not relying on superpowers or other men. (laughs) And there's no love interest. Yeah. it's pretty fabulous
7: we got to talk the suit it was perfectly tailored to your body when you saw the suit when you put the suit on what went through your mind
8: it was very cool i was like what just this it's so you know because it wasn't um, it, you don't see it a lot in the movie it comes more at the end of the movie and And it just was so fun to be able to wear something like that. Yeah.
7: Last question. Uh, It's
8: way better than the superhero suits you get on Amazon. (laughs) I'm sure (laughs) sure
7: this suit won't be replicated for Halloween this year.
8: That would be very cool.
7: (laughs) Last question. I read that you ran into Elizabeth Olsen, who's obviously a part of the superhero world. Did she share any advice with you as far as stepping into this Manuel role?
8: No, I, you know, I ran into her really briefly, and I've known Lizzie for a long time, and I just was like, did you have fun? Is it fun? And she had the best time and loved everybody, and, you know, that's kind of all I need to know. I, I, I just want to have a good time as much as possible. <laughs>
7: I love that. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Again, gorgeous.
8: Thank you so much.
2: Madam Webb is in theaters now. Well, everybody, Tyler Perry must be loving his blossoming relationship with Netflix. He just struck a deal to produce a series of TV shows for the streamer, and his latest sexy thriller, Mea Culpa, starring Kelly Rowland, is out on February 23rd. Extra's Mona co-star Abdi talks to producer Tyler Perry about the steamy flick, then she sits down with stars Kelly Rowland and Trevante Rhodes, who talk about their scorching on-screen chemistry. How are
9: you? I'm
10: good Mona, how are you? Good,
2: Good.
9: glad. I'm so glad to meet Mr. Atlanta in Atlanta. (laughs) Um, This movie, we need a disclaimer. Mm. It is sexy, Mm -hmm. it is a thriller, Mm. it is an exotic (laughs) thriller. Um, Different
10: for Tyler Perry. Different for
9: Tyler Perry, but can you walk me through the writing process? Like, did you know you wanted to do an exotic thriller?
10: You know, I I was a fan of them since my mom and I used to watch them many years ago, you know, in the 80s, you know, the Glenn Close stuff and uh, Sharon Stone films. I thought Mm -hmm. they were all so great. But but this this story didn't start that way. I just for me as a writer, I'll hear a a voice and they'll start telling me a story and I'll write a scene down. Then there's another scene. Then there's another scene. And then it's like I start putting them together. It's like, oh, this is where we're going. So that's how it started for me.
11: Oh,
9: I love yeah. it because as I was watching it, I was trying to think of your process yeah. because there are so many twists and turns and you never know where we're going with this. <laughs> How do you think of these plot twists?
10: I'm telling you, I <laughs> wish I could tell you that I sit down and I am intentional on my thought, but my writing is all uh, subconscious. It's like outside of my head, outside yeah. of my brain. I'm just letting the characters go where they want to go. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe something's wrong with my head, but but it all, <laughs> but it, it all works out in the end. It's
9: yeah. the creativity, yeah. I love yeah. it. Um, the casting, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Yeah. So much beauty, so yeah, much oh melanin.
10: Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did Kelly, you know Kelly's the most beautiful woman. I've, I mean, I won't say I've ever worked with because some other women <laughs> get mad, but Kelly is this incredibly beautiful woman inside and out. So to have her yeah. be a part of it and say yes to it, I was like, ooh. Great. Then I go. Ooh, I gotta live up to this. I gotta. So making her a producer and, and us working together. And she's like, "What about this?" And I'm thinking, you know, I was thinking that. What about that? She sent the budget through the roof, but we got we got what we needed. We got what we the did. wardrobe. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, the man. budget right there. That's what she sent through the <laughs> roof. The wardrobe. It had to be this and this. I'm like, okay, great. She looks amazing.
9: Oh, she looked incredible. Yeah. Every close up shot, I would yeah. like. I would have to rewind to remember yeah. what she said because yeah, I was yeah. not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you know you wanted Kelly and Trevante?
10: I know. I knew I wanted Kelly, mm-hmm. but Travante can be such a, a mystery in the way he moves. Like he, hes hes so right for the role. Uh, but you know, he actually paints, so he'll be in. No, I'm not. I'm with my son. I'm not. I don't feel like working. I'm gonna. You know. So that's him. So he is this guy. So when uh, Kelly was was talking about casting and who she wanted, she needs somebody with chemistry. When we bought, I brought up his name. It's like, oh, okay. That, like, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the two of them together are fire.
9: Tell me about the paint scene, because yeah. oh
10: my gosh. Yeah, it, it's, it seems really amazing and incredible on, on, on camera, but you had to be there that, that, that day. We're behind the camera, uh, the monitors, and the it's a closed set, so the only few crew are behind looking at them, and some of the women have their hands over their mouths, going, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And that last shot is the cameras coming up, you know, and they're there on the floor. Uh, and, and I'm, it's beautiful, and I'm just having to hold on it because I need to steal. And Travante raises up and go, Hey man, this paint cold! So, <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm like, just hold for a minute, we almost have it! So yeah, it was it was, it was really good. You're like, really it turned good. out sexy, but it was it turned cold. turned out great, <laughs> but it was cold paint, yeah.
9: yeah. Um, Kelly is credited as a producer, as you yeah. mentioned. What is she like as a producer?
10: Very clear. Yeah, very clear, very in control, very clear of what she wants, how she wants it, what she sees. Very clear. We work so well together. Her birthday and my mother's birthday are a day apart, and uh, it's because her birthday two days ago, my mother's birthday was yesterday. Um, so to work with her was just like being with a family member. I just she knew we we, we click. It, it was just awesome. Yeah.
9: So she was very detail-oriented and knew exactly what
10: she wanted? Absolutely, from day one. She's like, Tell, TP, I, TP, I see this this like this. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? I was like, yes, I feel that. I was going this way. And if, she, if it was something we didn't agree on, I was like, okay, let's try my way and we'll try yours. Mm-hmm. And by the time we got to uh, together, most of the time I won, she'd be like, oh yeah, you were right. But yeah, yeah.
8: But it's
9: quoted. Cool. I mean you're also seeing her growth in this role as well,
10: right? She's, she's a leading lady. Mm-hmm. She's a leading lady. We all know her as this phenomenal superstar who traveled all the world with music. Yeah. She's a leading lady. The camera loves her. The audience loves her. And you cannot take your eyes off of her. Yeah, when she's I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, so am I. Yeah? Yeah. yeah.
9: Um when you put it out there as just like your, your work process, you work on this, you're writing it, you're producing, you're directing it, you love it. What is it like when you put it out there?
10: I'm on to 10 different things. I, I've been done with this a year ago. I'm <laughs> on to 6888 and everything else. So it's, I'm waiting for everybody else to catch up because I'm, I'm on my way to the next thing. But but <laughs> I just want people to celebrate her and see her in this incredible light, see Travanti in this incredible light and the supporting cast, Angela Robinson, Nick, Nick Sagar, Sean Sagar, you yeah. know, uh, uh, Shannon Thornton, they all are, are incredible in it, yeah.
9: Yeah, speaking of on to the next thing, you really are on to the next thing because yeah. you have so many projects. I want to know just for personal reasons how you juggle all of it. Mm. Um, but also I wanted to ask, you know, it feels like you're developing this relationship with Netflix, too. Mm. And there's so mm. much more down the pipeline. Yeah. What can you tell us?
10: I just love working with them. I love the yeah. team. I love the people. I love the, how they understand and get it. It's not a place where there's this pushback on my ideas or my thoughts. It's very much like, what do you want to do? Let's do that. And let's, mm-hmm. you know, it's. Yeah, I feel supported there. Um, but... As far as working this much, I from the, you know from the time I was thirteen, I've been working, so I don't know how to do anything else but grind and grind hard. Yeah, yeah,
9: yeah. and you're good at it.
10: Yeah, thank you.
9: Um, what's next? I mean, you you dabble in so many different genres. How about like the superhero space?
10: You know, I, I that yeah. I, I think that whole action hero f- might be f- might be next. Ooh. You know, kind of sexy heists, black. Bond kind of thing. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I with, love with it. Witcher Bonte. Witcher Bonte. Could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I
9: mean, I feel like as long as his shirt is off like 60% of the time, you're going to have
10: at least half the female audience there. But, but he's also a good actor, which is important. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. I did yeah. want to
9: talk really quickly about that because he's such a complex character mm-hmm. in this where at, you, you just don't know. It's almost like a whodunit, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're like, is he innocent? Is he not? Mm-hmm but he gives off such casual coolness. Mm-hmm. Is he like that on set?
10: That's him. Is that's it? him, yeah. I worked with him. I, I, I kind of broke him in the business. He was on my show, of Loving You was Wrong, like t- 10, 12 years ago. It was his first major thing. And um, and it, he's the same, consistent, all the way through. But that's him. That's He's not acting, that's him. Yeah.
9: Oh, I yeah. know, the ladies are getting in line yeah. then. Yeah,
10: yeah, yeah.
9: <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time, I really pleasure. appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, yeah. incredible job with this movie. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. I can't wait for everybody to see it. So yes, yeah. see it. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello. Happy birthday to both of you guys. Thank you. I would sing it, but Kelly, I don't need you judging me for hitting all the wrong notes on the happy birthday song. I would be delighted. Oh, <laughs> happy birthday to yeah! Let's go. Hey. Now, congratulations <laughs> to you guys both. This movie is incredible. Thank you. So much sexiness, so much melanin, so much everything. Mm. Um, tell me, what was it like making it? Kelly, I'll start with you. Uh, we've seen you. You've been the leading lady before, but I feel like this is next level. This, this is next
12: is, level. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely next level. It was an amazing experience. I'm so thankful to Tyler for trusting me with the space. Uh, number one is is definitely like he always says that he's like number one. Like that's a big deal, yeah. and I'm like
0: oh yeah <laughs> you know
12: what i mean and that, if i think about it like that it's pressure but i think about it and i had him next to me i'm really grateful for that i had tyler next to me i'm super grateful for that but it was awesome absolutely awesome every part of it and i'm glad that it pushed me and made me uncomfortable and i can't wait to do it again
9: oh my gosh i can't yeah. wait till you do it again either trevante how is um playing this role where actually when i talked to tyler he was saying that this is you, like you have that smooth, kind of cool, calm and collected Bless. attitude. Did Bless. you feel like a lot of, uh, there were a lot of parallels between you and Zaire?
13: Yeah, I feel the only difference is the name. Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, cause I spent a lot of time in Chicago. I like to paint. Uh, that's just my energy. And yeah. I think that's why Tyler, I know that's why Tyler reached out to me for it. Mm. Yeah.
9: I mean, Zyre's a little bit of a menace, though.
13: Hey, hey. hey, (laughs) Need a little bit of salt in the stew.
9: (laughs) All right, all right. Um, Kelly, you are credited as a producer on this as well what kind of producer like how would you describe yourself as a producer oh i'm
12: all in yeah i'm all in i want to know what's going on uh, on set i want to know what's going on with everything that's going to be shown on screen i want to know what's going on with lighting i want to know what's going on with wardrobe i want to know everybody on set so that we're all able to communicate and just you know it, it just works, you know yeah. what I mean? And it was like that, it was an amazing experience. And like I said, I can't wait to do it again. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it was fun, even mm-hmm. though there were moments where, you know, it was definitely like, you know, a challenge or I didn't understand something and I could easily ask a question. Yeah. And my question was answered, you know, whether it was Tyler or someone
9: from his team and it was great,
12: I'm so grateful.
9: Oh my gosh, those close up shots of you. Sometimes I had to rewind because I was like, Wow, you are stunning. Oh, thank you. And I was like, I don't know what she said. I don't hear a word that came out of her mouth. I had to rewind (laughs) and and watch this back. Um Thank you. What I wanna talk about the paint scene.
13: Mm -hmm. Of course.
9: All right, Jamontel. I'll
13: start with you. Yep. Because I heard
9: the paint was cold. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
13: <laughs> yeah, it was cold. It was cold. But, you know, we you know we muscled through.
9: Mm-hmm. And know. that was something that you guys came up with, right? hmm
13: Yeah. Walk me yeah. through it. Walk me through it. Because that was
9: sexy. Yeah. We wanted it to be
12: memorable.
13: We wanted it to say? be memorable. Yeah, we
12: definitely uh, wanted it to be memorable. And we wanted it to be um, something that people would want to try
13: we wanted it to be palpable as well you know and uh i guess speaking to the i guess development of the scene uh at the top tyler sent us like i've been saying if you pay attention to the end of the sex scene that last Mm -hmm. frame it ends in a still shot and tyler sent us that exact still shot Mm -hmm. of two people in that same kind of I guess formation yeah mm-hmm. and uh he was like i don't know how i want to get or i don't know how i'm going to get here but i want to get here
9: mm-hmm.
13: and uh you know we were able to finesse it so. yeah. Oh. yeah were you you did you were you
9: okay with showing more skin or you're... yeah okay it's, you
12: know it, we definitely had a talk with an intimacy coach you know before we got started to see what we felt comfortable with what we didn't and we were able to work within that and trust each other and felt comfortable to do so because like we said, we wanted it to
13: feel palpable. And we built up to that comfortability. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you guys
9: know each other before? No. Oh. Met um, each other the day before we started. Yeah. The chemistry is fire.
12: Thank you. But no, thank
9: you. it wouldn't work unless yes. you guys had it that chemistry. It would not have worked. You need the chemistry. Absolutely like, correct. Yeah, it was yeah. so perfect. That's every film, though.
12: That's you know? every film.
9: That is every film, unless it's an awkward film, and then you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said that you want to do more of this. You're ready to get back in front of the camera again.
12: Yeah.
9: Is acting the next chapter for you?
12: I think that it's definitely a part of the next chapter, for sure.
9: For sure. Yeah. I
12: enjoyed it. Like, I found joy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember someone once telling me, like, you know, when you find joy in what you do, like, make sure you keep doing it. So, to be able to have the opportunity to do so. Is a blessing, yeah. and I'd like to be able to have the opportunity over and over and over again, and work with Trevante over and over and over again, if I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is you, you, I. This is uh, it's a blessing to find a new level of joy.
9: It really is. And I mean, we already know that you have a strong work ethic. You put your all into everything, and so to see you do that in films is amazing as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. definitely. And Trevante, when you did I hear this correctly that like. You didn't even have to read the script for you to sign on. You yeah. were like, "I'm behind this," yeah, and you've yeah. worked with Tyler
13: before, right? Yeah, he gave me my first, pretty much my first job when I moved to California. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, tapping back in with him and continuing to tap back in with him is uh, something that I'm happy about and look forward to continue to do, continue doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
9: And either of you guys can answer this, but the exotic thriller category—I mean, erotic, er- erotic. erotic. Ero- like, oh, erotic. Oh, oh, not even exact. Okay, I'm sure. uh, the PG version. Erotic. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, what is that like for you guys to step into that role? Is it fun more so than oh, like I, a comedy era? Feel- I've
12: always loved erotic thrillers. Yeah. I, know I wasn't supposed to be watching them as a kid. I didn't watch them as a kid. Mm. Um, but when I got older, and I remember movies like Single White Female, Based Against mm. Instinct. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's it's certain movies that really kind of like shifted. Like, yeah. you know, sensuality and like, made people think a little deeper and little, you know? It's, yeah. it, they're definitely fun, for sure.
9: And- It's like a whodunit because your character I was trying to figure it out. I was like watching everything. Good. Yeah. Lastly, um, I can't leave without asking you about the wardrobe. My God. It was phenomenal. Thank you. Did you have a hand in that?
12: Yes, I had a hand in it, but Tyler had someone on his team, Ray, uh, who also had a hand in that. She's so talented as well as my stylist, Colin, who came in. He had a hand in it. We were just thinking and trying to think of a way where every girl could have these pieces in her closet. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was just about how Mia put them together so yeah
9: yeah. and if i didn't i was gonna go out and get it in my closet exactly that little tie with the coat chic right but i'm telling you you
12: probably have something that you can just tie just like that with a beautiful white top it was yeah yeah. when you see it just know
9: you inspired it
12: thank you so much i know you look very fly in it with your Uh red lip you have on right now thank you listen
9: (laughs) if kelly Rowland tells me something it's gonna get to my head love you guys thank you so much congratulations on everything i appreciate your time
2: You can catch Mea Culpa on Netflix on February 23rd. And finally today, he has inspired millions with his speeches, seminars, and best-selling self-help books. And now, the one and only Tony Robbins chats with Extra's Billy Bush about the third book in his financial trilogy. He explains why 13 of the greatest investors were willing to share their secrets with him for the book.
1: Well, the third book in his financial trilogy is out. It's called The Holy Grail of Investing. Tony Robbins is here. I can tell you one reason why you're a lot richer than me. You moved to Palm Beach, and I still live in California.
14: There's some truth in that. I moved 13 years ago, though, so I'm a happy camper on the tax side. You're right. Good to see you, Billy. Tell me everything. What is The Holy Grail of Investing so I can start doing it right now? Well, you know, the the high-end investors are people that invest in private equity. I wasn't planning on writing a third book, but I saw so many people are behind on their goals, financial goals, or some people are towards them, but they want to accelerate it. And if you look at that, the fastest way to do that, besides more money, is to get a better return, but that usually takes more risk. So I decided to interview 13 of the greatest investors in private equity, private credit, private real estate, these are guys that manage businesses between 20 billion and hundred billion, and Billy, they're getting 20% compounded per year for decades, some of them 30%. Now the average investor has never heard of such a thing, but big institutions, ultra wealthy people have had access forever, but the rules didn't allow them to participate and most people don't understand the difference. So here's just one quick example. Most people have heard of the S&P 500. They have a 401k, very often the money's invested there. Well, it's a great investment over time. 35 years of the S&P 500 has produced 9% point two percent compounded. Translate that to every eight years, you're doubling your money if you just leave it in the market on average. But if you took, not the guys I interviewed that are 20 and 30%, if you took average private equity, it's been 14.2%. So you're making 50% more money every year compounded. What does that mean? Well, if you invested $100,000 35 years ago and forgot about it, it's worth 2.6 million today. Pretty amazing. But the same money and private equities worth $13.9 million. So also people couldn't invest. This is the crazy thing, Billy. The government only allows the richest people to invest in the best things. But I've always said, this is insane. The people that need it most aren't having a chance and congress agreed and a few months ago the house passed a new law bipartisan amazingly that said you should be able to take a test so you understand where you're getting in you take the test you don't need a million dollar net worth you don't need 200,000 a year in income you're qualified as an accredited investor and you can participate in these items and so that along with the fact that i found a way to get access where you don't have to pay the fees that these people pay you can actually become a partner in the firms with small little pieces where they charge you 2%, as you probably know, every year, whether they make you money or not, and then they make 20% of the upside. Well, when you're a partner, you literally get the two and 20. The richest people in the world in the Fortune 400 are not in tech, they're not in real estate, these are the people of private equity. And so I've opened the door on that and shown people exactly how they can participate as just general investors just beginning their life and really beginning to get greater returns. And the reason it's called Holy Grail is, if we show people how to reduce the risk by 80% using a formula that Ray Dalio, one of the greatest investors in history, created. So
1: what can I do tomorrow? I want to be a private equity guy. I want to be, I don't, I don't want my guy to taking my money and taking my fees. I want to be the guy.
14: That's right. Well, I I fought to get in these funds. And like yourself, I know a lot of people. I've got a certain amount of capital. But, you know, these things are sold out to the richest people immediately. It's like trying to buy the new Ferrari for four million dollars and they're sold out. You can't get one if you wanted to. Well, this group in Houston called CAS has been around 23 years. They put billions of dollars and bought in. And so people can come in and normal investors and become that owner. But it's even better. You can also own sports teams now. You know, it I took me decades to get to the point where I had enough capital and enough reputation that I could be part of a sports team, the LAFC football club I helped to be an investor in and build the stadium initially and work on everything. And I enjoyed it. And then I moved to Florida, so I was never there. But now I've got a piece of the Dodgers and the Red Sox. I got a piece, you know, of the Warriors and of the Utah Jazz. So these firms now, sports, let me tell you why sports. All of this is about not being tied to the stock market. Stock market goes up and down. Private equity, because they tie your money up for five years, they don't have to when things go down to sell, they buy at that time. Well, sports is not correlated to the stock market either. That's It goes up in inflation, it goes up in every level. The number of 100 most watched TV shows this last year, 92 were sporting events, and we watch commercials there. It's the only place. You can't binge sports like you can while watching a series. And so that's why, if you probably saw the Chiefs, you know, playoff game against Miami, you know, the Peacock paid $110 million for that one piece. And they got more people in 24 hours for their subscriber service than they have anywhere else. The Dodgers right there in L.A., uh, Peter Guber is a dear friend of mine and partner in some businesses he bought with a group of people, Magic Johnson, out of the group of people, the Dodgers a few years ago, you probably remember, he paid $2 billion. Here's what's wild, Billy. Everyone said it was insane. No one had paid even more than $800 million for a baseball team. Maybe the Dodgers worth a billion, all the experts said. I went to Peter and said, look, I know you're no dummy. Tell me, how you doing this? He goes, Tony, I'll leave you. You know, he's had 52 Academy Award movies. He goes, I'll leave you on, a, on a, you know, the edge of your seat. I'll make an announcement on Tuesday. Call me, we'll celebrate. Guess what he did? He sold the local TV rights for the Dodgers for $7 billion and made $5 billion in one day. Sports has grown 18% compounded while the stock market has been 11 and you can count on sports for 100 years. In the 60s and 70s, people made barely made money in the market. You're making 16% on sports. But now individuals can do it. That's what's so amazing. All right, where am I? Pu- in the sports world, where am I putting money
1: on uh, uh, on uh, uh, tomorrow?
14: Well, you get yourself in a fund usually that has multiple sports teams. See, okay. if you own the worst... 18, for example, you get one thirtieth of all the media revenues, all of that guaranteed to you, whether the best or worst doesn't matter. You keep your local areas. And so the the people at CAS are there. But I describe in the book all the different companies that do this. So you know how to access anyone you want for any of these types of things. Okay. Well, uh, let me ask you, You
1: track down these 13 masters of the universe when it comes to investing. Why are they sharing their secrets with you? Why would they, these guys are so, they're busy building their their piles, making them bigger. Why why you?
14: Well, and you don't usually see them on MSNBC or anything else because their funds are sold out. They're not looking for people. Guys like Robert Smith, you know, he's one of the 50, seen as one of the 50 smartest business people of the last century. He's got a $100 billion fund. But you know, my work affected his life and his family's life, and so he opened the door. So many of these people, uh, Ramzi Masalam is a gentleman from Veritas. This guy has produced gigantic returns. He went from a billion to 45 billion in 10 years. Um, But again, personal relationships have made those doors open. So I'm just very lucky. I have a lot of relationships i built over the years. I've shown the credibility of what I do. And also people know that I'm doing this for the right reasons. I donate 100% of all the book rights, all the profits on all four of my last books. And I don't know if you know, we hit a billion meals. I was fed when I was little. And this last year, I said I wanted to do 100 million meals a year for 10 years. We did it in eight years. Now I'm working on a 100 billion meal uh, project to help people around the world. But all the money from this book, while you're changing your own life, you'll also be feeding people that are really in need in this country as well.
1: My man, if you could invest in a celebrity, would it be Taylor Swift right now? I mean, can you?
14: Your real question would be Taylor Swift right now. Right?
1: You're on fire. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> you got to go long on Swift. Long on Swift? <laughs>
2: long on Swift. I'd buy all the options I could, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Robbins, I love you, baby. Check out Tony Robbins, the holy grail of investing out now. That's all we've got for you today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And be sure to follow and listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time.